Hello everyone, thank you for listening and watching the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin, joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. This is your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four football leagues. We've got an action-packed show once again for you today. Uh, we're going to go through all of the leagues, picking out our betting highlights. We're going to wrap them up in a little treble at the end, and then we're going to go through fantasy football as well. Um, we are sponsored, as ever, by our friends at matchbook.com. You can bag yourself a sign-up bonus of a £30 money back as a free bet uh, using the sign-up code TFB Podcast. Lots to look forward to today, Tom. Yeah, lots to look forward to, mate. Feels like we've got some pod favourites uh, that we are enjoying backing at the moment. And we've got some uh, some pod favourites that we're enjoying going against at the moment as well. And then a couple of things in between. So yeah, season really shaping up nicely and, and can't wait to get started, to be honest. Although, I will be honest with you, the first game that we're going to discuss uh, on the show this week, not my favourite that I've covered, I'll be honest with you. No. <laughs> so um, all odds we're going to read out on the show today are from matchbook.com. We're going to start by looking through the Premier League games, uh, going through them one by one, picking out our best bets for each game. Um, we are recording on Wednesday night, so there's midweek Premier League action going off. We've seen the Tuesday night and Wednesday night games. We haven't seen the couple that are on Thursday. So you've got Fulham Villa and Leicester Leeds that we've not seen. Um, so... Yeah, apologies that our, our data and statistics on Fulham, Villa, Leicester and Leeds aren't going to be 100% up to date, but uh, everything else is. And as Tom rightly says, we get kicked off on Saturday at 12.30 at the City Ground for our uh, beloved Nottingham Forest, 12.5 at home to Liverpool. The draw is 6.6, Liverpool, as you'd expect, very short at 1.28. Uh, what's the best you think Forest can hope for here? Um, a close margin defeat, I think. Uh, scoring we, a goal, uh, scoring a goal would be good. I'm not sure. I think Liverpool two 0 is the kind of thing that that I'm looking at. Um, Liverpool and under three point five is what I'm going to tip out, which is two point three four, which to me is a sparkling little price. I think mm. the one thing we've got to you know, if, if you're not keeping up with Forest at the minute, and obviously me and Tom are closer than any other team in the 92, you might just see us, you know, not picking up wins and being at the bottom and, you know, maybe thinking that this is going to be, you know, 6, 7, 8 or maybe a 9 nil. But I don't think that's the case um, since they lost to Leicester in utterly embarrassing fashion. Forest have kept a clean sheet against Brighton conceded just a penalty against Wolves and a 25-yard half-volley low XG uh, goal from Ashley Young. In terms of being carved open and you know someone sticking the ball back in the net, not happened. Yes, Brighton created a lot of chances and on another night could have won, but Forrest are taking pride in defending and being tough to beat at the moment and they're kind of building from the back. Uh, they are, of course, massively goal-shy at the moment. And Liverpool, yeah, obviously got that win against West Ham and dispatched Rangers and the Man City result, of course, leaps out. But I'm still not thinking that they're back to being one of the best teams in the world in their current guys. 2.3 for Liverpool and under 3.5. 2-0, I think. 
Yeah, I do like that. And I suppose I'm trying to think of some positives for Forest. I certainly don't think we're going to get anything from the game. But it does come at at the end of a tough week, would you say? You know, this is Liverpool's third game in seven days. You know, after beating Man City, that fantastic win for them, but probably took a lot out of them, followed by a, a Wednesday nighter at home to West Ham. And then this one coming on Saturday lunchtime. So it's been a pretty quick turnaround this week for Liverpool in particular. Um, so, yeah, maybe a little bit of fatigue that Forrest could potentially uh, have in their corner. Yeah, I think Forrest can get at them in midfield, to be honest. Uh, a severe lack of legs in that 4-4-2 Liverpool played on Wednesday. So, yeah, we'll see. But Liverpool and under 3.5 for me. I like it. Um, Everton Palace up next. And there's only two three o'clocks this Saturday. Uh, this is the first 2.68 for Everton at home, 3.3 for the draw and 3.05 for Crystal Palace. Uh, I kind of looked at this and result-wise, I was really unsure. Um, Everton have got just one win this season at home. Palace haven't won at all away from home this season. <clears throat> so really torn in that regard. I, if anything, I was going to go for unders here. So under 2.5 was what I looked at mainly. 1.7 is the price. So the punters on Matchbook kind of agree with me there. It's it's fairly short. Um, Palace have played four away from home in the league. Three have been under. Everton have played five at home and uh, four have been under. So, yeah, I think the stats lend themselves to an unders game. They do, mate. Uh, 72.73% of Everton's games unders with an average of 0.73 goals scored per game and Palace a smidge over uh, at 1.2. I think obviously we got Palace in 10th, Everton in 15th. This just feels very mid-tabley and whenever you have two mid-table teams it's because none of them can string together a clutch of wins and they're not good in, they're not bad enough sorry to go you know five six on the run without defeat so very hard to call the results so I always go for uh, a goals method in these mid-table clashes yeah absolutely um, okay up next then we have Manchester City at home to Brighton City as you'd expect short at 1.23 the draws are 8.0 and Brighton are 15.0 Surely, it'd be an absolute coupon buster if Brighton managed to get anything from this game. Uh, the transition from Potter to De Zerbi, not quite as smooth as um, many expected, uh, especially after a 3 all draw at Anfield in his first game in charge. They fired a blank in the three games after that, including a 0-0 in midweek against Forest. Um, so if you're not scoring goals, it's certainly of concern going away to the Etihad. And I feel like we mention this stat every single week on the pod, but it's worth repeating because it keeps continuing. Uh, Manchester City at home in the Premier League cannot stop scoring goals. It's nine games in a row now. They've scored over three goals at home in a Premier League game. Uh, and a lot of the time, it's a, it's a over three. You know, it's fours, fives and even sixes. So... I think the angle that I was looking at here is maybe Man City on the handicap, Man City, Man City from a from an overs goals perspective, something like that. Were you thinking on the same lines? Yeah, um, I. You basically took everything from my notes here. Just feel like Deserby and Brighton are kind of dining out on that uh, taking the lead at Anfield, 
you know, I feel like they're not getting scrutinized that much. Obviously, they've. I think I read a stat the other day that said they've had something like 35 shots about scoring over the last wow. three games. But, you know, that's to me, that's down to not having a, a prolific front man and, and having attacking players like Solly March and Trossard, who for, you know, we saw with Trossard at Liverpool, actually, you know, a couple of games a season, there will be as but consistency is uh, is a bit of an issue, especially, you know, full on number nines. I mean, I like Welbeck, but yeah, I don't think he's cut out for, for the level of Brighton. So couldn't agree anymore with what you're saying, mate. Yeah. In terms of actual prices, I guess it depends how confident in Man City you are. Um, you could have Man City and over 2.5, that's 1.67. Man City and over 3.5 is 2.52. Then over 4.5 is 4.0. So, yeah, depending on how bad you think it could get for Brighton and what kind of mood Man City are in, and Haaland in particular, yeah, that's you could get some decent prices, I think, if, if you expect City to get four or five. Moving on to the 5.30 game then. Chelsea against Manchester United. 2.18 for Chelsea. 3.6 for the draw and 3.7 for United. Uh, do you have any strong fancies in this particular game? Uh, I don't think I expect Man U to go there and get beaten, to be honest with you. Uh, they've been the second best team in the league over the last eight games. So 19 points, bettered only by Arsenal on 21. Third best away record, and they've played a game less than Chelsea, uh, who occupies second. Uh, they've got the you know they've got the the plan down haven't they obviously the attention was drawn to ronaldo with his little attention seeking efforts at the end of uh of the game in midweek which is a shame because obviously they put away a a good team in tottenham yeah i i just fancy manu not to lose i think i don't know if i'm brave enough to to pluck anything out there in terms of you know, results and, and all that kind of stuff on the nose. But Man U double chance, 1.75. You know, Chelsea, you know, they are the fifth best team over the last eight. Um, but yeah, I'm just not feeling as comfortable in Chelsea getting a win as I do United going there and avoiding defeat. I don't know about you. Hmm. Yeah, um, I was really unsure with this. I was kind of leaning towards Chelsea, then the midweek results swayed me off a little bit. Um, I was thinking maybe the unders price under 2.5 is 2.02. So that's over evens. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't leap off the page as a goal fest, um, a particularly exciting one to me. Um, yeah, true. United have had three in a row that have been under 2.5. Chelsea have had three in a row also in all competitions under 2.5. You know, they've kept five clean sheets in a row. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's two sides here that at the moment are pretty defensively sound and are scoring one or two goals. Do you um, know what? Like, on, sorry to interrupt, mate. On, on Chelsea, like, you just have to have a look at their last few results. And, you know, it's it might not be as impressive as people are making out. So uh, they beat Wolves, poor team. Uh, they beat Milan in the Champions League away. Obviously, Tomori with a red card pretty early. That changes the entire challenge. Beat Villa, 
for me, one of the worst teams in the league, maybe the third worst team in the league at the moment. And then drew away at Brentford, nil-nil, failed to score. So I, f- I feel like, you know, we're all gunning for Potter and I feel like he's getting a lot of praise and rightfully so. But uh might not be as good as we all think. Yeah, no, I completely take that point. Well, <clears throat> kind of segues nicely into the Sunday games, of which the first involves Aston Villa. Uh, they're at home to Brentford. 2.1 for Villa to get the win, 3.7 for the draw and 3.75 for Brentford. Um, Brentford not to lose was the only major thing I thought, but um, other than that, not sure. I smell blood. I smell blood, mate. Just even Gerald's blood. Yeah, yeah, it's Scouse blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the bees here. Brentford's... Sure, not firing on all cylinders. You know, you'd love to to be backing them with four consecutive wins or whatever. But, you know, they've only lost one in the last four, including a win against Brighton, as we mentioned earlier. And Villa, just, you know, five games since they scored more than one goal in a game. Um, and they've only done so once in their last six. I just feel like he's a dead man walking. I, I feel like this is a matter of time. And I don't trust this Villa team to do anything at all, to be honest with you. Um, Short of ideas going forward, midfield is basically Douglas Louise, But for me, he's dropping way too deep to affect anything. And then at the back, it's it's just all at sea. And it's Emi Martinez just getting absolutely peppered like a steak. And yeah, I'm, I'm in on the bees. I feel like if they're on it, Brentford, right? Tony's in the mood, something like that. 3.75, you'll be laughing to the bank. I feel like like I'm I'm genuinely willing to back almost anybody against Villa. Almost. We saw Forest, right? A lot of people say Forest are the worst team in the league. We saw them almost beat them this season. Uh I would back anyone against Villa, especially a team equipped with, you know, an England international striker such as Ivan Tony. Yeah, absolutely. Um okay and yeah, three point seven five for, for Brentford looks like a very good price if you are right in, in what you think. Um, Leeds Fallen then is the next one. 2.14 for Leeds, 3.6 for the draw and 3.5 for Fulham. In this game, I couldn't give a monkeys result-wise. I think we'll get goals. Um, we mentioned it last week. Say it again. Fulham are a dream for goals in the Premier League. They've had eight consecutive games that have been not only both teams to score, but both teams to score and over 2.5 goals. In fact, the last four consecutive Premier League games have been both teams to score and over 3.5 goals. So, you know, goals are following them around in both ends at the moment. Um, great entertainment. And I think up against the Leeds side, who themselves can have a bit of a penchant for uh, scoring and conceding goals on their day, I think we can see goals again. Um so, yeah, both teams to score is probably the main tip. The price at time of recording isn't on matchbook because both of these sides play on Thursday night. So the prices for the Saturday game, uh, the Sunday game, sorry, haven't been uh, released yet. But, yeah, uh, I just think it'll be a really entertaining one to watch this one. Yeah, totally. Like I think I said uh, a few weeks ago, I kind of expected Fulham and Bournemouth um, to kind of, you know, they're good starts to fade away a little bit. And yeah, Fulham conceding all over the place at the moment. But scoring, as you said, this time reminds me of the Everton Palace 
game where we've got two teams pretty evenly matched. I'm not sure on the results, but the goals leaps out. So we'll go with that. Yep. Okay, up next then. Uh, four two o'clock games again, by the way. Hmm. Sunday. Um, it just seems like I don't like the scheduling. Yeah. Four games at two o'clock. Not, not a fan of that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Southampton Arsenal, 5.7 for the Saints. 4.5 for the draw. 1.63 for Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal still leading the way at the top of the Premier League. A four-point gap ahead of Manchester City. That could be down to one point if uh, Man City beat Brighton by the time this game rolls around. However, um, yeah, 1.63 for Arsenal. They are getting a little bit too short for my liking in these kind of games. Definitely, yeah. (laughs) Um, I think they'll win, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit short at 1.63. You know, there are away games we've seen so far this season. Uh, they've beaten Leeds to nil. They've beaten Brentford to nil. They've beaten Bournemouth to nil. They've beaten Palace to nil. So, yeah, their only loss came against Manchester United away 3-1. So, you know, those four teams beat them all to nil. Some of them certainly better teams than Southampton. I, I certainly expect them to do it again. But, yeah, as I say, fraction short for me at 1.63. Yeah. Arsenal all day. Southampton with a bit more confidence than their winning midweek. Wouldn't go near it uh, at that price. Move on. Move on to Wolves-Leicester then. So uh, 2.26 for Wolves, 3.5 for the draw and 3.3 for Leicester to get the win. Uh, this is kind of a potential relegation clash really at the moment, isn't it? Wolves in 18th, Leicester in yeah, 20th. You'd have to say. Um, yeah. Both teams very much struggling. Um, Worth taking a moment, I think, to talk about the potential managerial appointment of Michael Beale at Wolves. Seems like it could be a goer from all the reports I've been reading today, at least anyway. um, If he goes, good appointment? Yeah. Um, A fast appointment. He's obviously, you know, not many managers go, if any, actually, I'd, I'd love to know if it's ever been done, go from uh, number two at another club to number one at another Premier League club. And I'm not talking caretakers getting a job on a full-time at the same club. I'm talking, you know, let's pluck two random clubs. I'm talking, you know, Fulham hiring Everton's assistant manager. Like, it just never mm-hmm. happens. And obviously, Beal has had a matter of months in the hot seat at QPR. Yes, they look like one of the better teams in the league, for sure. It's it's a big gamble on a, on a guy who has been good for, honestly, a few months. Um, you know, if this was any other job in the world, I don't know if you'd be getting a, getting a promotion uh, after, you know, a few months of seven, eight out of ten work. Uh, I don't know. This is... I hope it works out because I like these kind of appointments. But, uh, yeah, it's a big risk for Wolves, really big risk. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't have to change his name to, uh, like, Michel Bialinio or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mendes is going to be fuming he's not getting any commission on this. <laughs> um, in terms of result, have you got any strong fancies or any, any particular bets for the game? Absolutely zero. Zero. We've got a team who can't score. 
against a team that constantly concedes but can score. Uh, we've got the you know the worst away team in the league, five defeats on the spin against a team who have got you know eight points from five and at home. And I watched them against Forest. Obviously, uh, sorry to keep bringing up Forest, but yeah, uh, watched them. Could have easily drawn if Brendan Johnson didn't miss that penalty. And, you know, Wolves never really looked like scoring until their penalty. It's Diego Costa looks like he belongs in the Masters League, to be honest with you. It's it's, it's not pretty. And, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, Forrest cap on, hoping for a draw. Uh, wouldn't know anywhere to go with this. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Tottenham Newcastle then rounds us off for Sunday. This is the 4.30 kickoff. 2.14 for Spurs, 3.65 for the draw, and 3.7 for Newcastle. And Newcastle away from home lost just once in the league so far. They've got the best defensive record of all the teams in the Premier League. Um, we saw them go away to Old Trafford last weekend and get a 0-0 draw there. Uh, could they do the same away at Tottenham? Uh, I I'm kind of inclined to go for Spurs. I know they weren't the best in midweek against Manchester United, um, but I just can't stop looking at their home record in the league and how good it is. They've won eight consecutive league games in a row. Obviously, this goes back to last season. Um, Ten of the last 11 they've won. And yeah, I I can't escape the fact that they're, they're very, very strong in the league at home. Um do Newcastle have enough about them to to get to get something from the game? Yes, but I don't know. I just can't deny that record. Yeah, it's the joint toughest place to go, along with the Emirates and the Etihad. Um, yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't mean to be offensive. I'm still trying to work Newcastle out. To be honest, like how good are they? I mm. I honestly don't know. Like I, I I've watched them obviously in bits and bobs, and I've watched highlights, I've watched a couple of full matches, but I just can't figure it out. Like, I feel like where they are in the league is justified, but obviously there's there's a hell of a lot of draws in there as well. And I know they remind me of Sticky. I don't trust them. I'm still trying to work them out. I'm sorry if I'm behind kind of the eight ball on this one, um, you know, me trying to figure everything out. But, you know, they've only lost one in the league. They've got, you know the joint least amount of losses it it blows my mind a bit and I, i'm not ready to to go with them or against them in any capacity until i learn more yeah that's fair enough mate uh, we'll move to monday then with west ham against bournemouth to round us out for the premier league 1.57 for the hammers 4.3 for the draw and 6.2 for Bournemouth. Now, still Bournemouth, no closer, it seems, to appointing a permanent manager, unless I've missed something over the last few days. Um, what I did see is when they've played away in the Premier League, they've conceded at least two goals in every single game, which is certainly not a recipe for success away from home, at least, anyway. Um I'm going to go for West Ham here, 1.57, but they are too short. The, the price is too short for me to actually bet on, but I think they'll win. Yeah. Yeah. If you want me to read out who I think is going to win, yeah, West Ham. They haven't lost any of the last five home games and they've won four matches in a row um, in East London. But yeah, I'm not going anywhere near them. 
at that price. No chance. Well, that then rounds out the Premier League. Let's just take a moment to talk about our sponsor at Matchbook and then we'll dive into the Championship League 1 and League 2. Yeah, we we are really fortunate to be sponsored by Matchbook. Like, uh, We've got a sign-up offer for new customers. It's a £30 back as a free bet if your first bet loses offer. So, for example, if you're looking at you know that West Ham game, for example, and you want to put some money on uh, West Ham, you put the bet down and it and they don't win. You'll get that money back as a free bet to reinvest into something else. You do need a sign up code. It's TFB Podcast, as in the Football Betting Podcast. So make sure you do sign up today. I mean, some great prices on Matchbook just across the board and in general. Uh, you'll often find if you're using one of your kind of odds. Uh, comparison services that Matchbot will always be there or thereabouts, particularly on particularly sorry on correct score markets, which is something me and Tom found out about just yesterday, and it's an absolute goldmine. So if you do want to go and check it out, I'd recommend doing so at Matchbook.com. Thank you, Tom. So let's go into the championship then, and you know we we slate the championship most weeks don't we for uh being very tough to predict but i've seen a lot of uh stats and tweets flying around this week that kind of just epitomize why it is so tricky to to pick i think winners you know you've got blackburn who are sat in second place they've lost seven games already out of 16 yet they're still in second you know there's there's only what Two teams in this division, three teams in the division that have lost more games than Blackburn. Yet Blackburn are still in second place. Um, yeah, the, there's what six points separating second and twelfth. You know, this is it's really tight, really, really tight. Um, so you're doing well if you pick winners in the championship. I think at the moment, absolutely. Um, in terms of this week, sorry, were you going to? No, just going to say I totally agree. In terms of this week, I'm going to get us started with the good old new manager bounce. Um, one of the questions I asked you, Tom, wasn't it, before we started recording, how much do we leave, believe in Michael Carrick and his ability to fashion something from Middlesbrough? Uh, they're 1.45 to win at home to Huddersfield Town this weekend. Now, Huddersfield sitting rock bottom of the championship, just three wins and nine defeats from their opening 14 games. Uh, Middlesbrough, They've just inched themselves out of the relegation zone. They're now two points above it, having done a 4-1 win in uh, in midweek. Middlesbrough have agreed terms with Michael Carrick to take over as their new manager. Uh, he'll be in the dugout for this weekend. And that reason, as well as this morale boost in 4-1 win they've got before he's come in the door, uh, I think they'll get a win at home to a really struggling Huddersfield town this weekend. Um, yeah, apart from those two things that I've said about Middlesbrough. I've not really got anything else positive to say about them because they've been pretty dire uh, this season. But yeah, Huddersfield struggled massively um, away from home as well. They've conceded at least two goals in six consecutive league games. And um, yeah, I certainly think they're going to face another defeat from Carrick and Middlesbrough this weekend. Yeah, I... I'm not massively on board. I, I don't know anything about Carrick as a manager, but I know what my eyes tell me about Huddersfield. And 
just about back anyone against them, I think, to be honest with you. Um, not a good time. Burnley, Tom, uh, 2.48 for me. I am I'm back in Burnley. Uh, expect them to win the league. Said it from the very beginning and expect it still. Sunderland have been good at home. Let's not shy away from that and let's not skew the stats to make Burnley sound unbeatable. Uh, they've played seven games at home, Sunderland, and they've won two, drawn four and lost one. Burnley, on the other hand, played eight away games, won three, drew four, lost just one. So uh, it's kind of you know a good home side against a good away side. I just think Burnley are in the groove. I know they let us down every now and then with a bit of a disappointing draw, i.e. midweek away at, honestly, a, a decent Birmingham team. It's been a long time since I said that. But, you know, don't let that bother you, I don't think, because the game before, big game against Swansea, everyone's wondering, you know, who's going to out-football who. And it honestly was, it was men against boys. And when Burnley are on it, they are the best team in the league by an absolute mile. An absolute mile. Nathan Teller's catching my eye. Um, five goals in 13 games from him on the wing. And Sunderland still decimated with injuries. Still relying on midfielders and attacking midfielders to, to go and get those goals. Ross Stewart has just played just seven games so far. And he's managed to score five in that time. He, he clearly can find the back of the net. Ellis Sims has got three and eight. You know, worth checking the team sheet. See if any of those are knocking around but yeah Burnley for me I'll back them anywhere they go this season at any given time they're 2.48 away at the uh, stadium alike hmm. completely agree it's lovely that is um, again an example of a championship team at a very good price above evens who yeah if you, if they win quids in because yeah I agree love Burnley think they're the best team in the league like you do yeah um, Another team for me at a good price, 2.68, it's Millwall. They're at home to West Brom. Um, Millwall, let's talk about them first. Fantastic at the Den this season. Um, they've played six, Sorry, they've played eight games at home. They've won six of them. So fantastic record, one of the best in the league. Put an exclamation point on that with a very comfortable 3-0 win at home to Watford in midweek. Um, they come up against this West Brom side who I really can't work out at all. You know, last week on the pod, I tipped Reading to beat West Brom, I believe. You kind of shied me away from it because it was the first game since Steve Bruce got sacked. Um, turns out you were right. West Brom beat Reading 2-0. They then followed that up with a 2-0 defeat to Bristol City in midweek. And I'm just... I'm completely scratching my head about them because you think this new dawn, Steve Bruceless new dawn, gets kicked off with a, a decent 2-0 win and then it just goes back to type against Bristol City in midweek. Um, so, yeah, I just can't trust them at all, can't back them at all and they're going away to a Millwall side who are really strong at home and I just can't... Yeah, that price for Millwall, I love it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I, I like Millwall. I had it wrote down myself. Uh, Tom, I'm going for a continuity um, tip next. 
it's a team I believe in in the long term. It's Sheffield United. They are at home to Norwich. I mean, crazy, isn't it? Sheffield United haven't won in five. Norwich haven't won in four. Both won one in their last six. Kind of crazy, wow. isn't it? You'd, you yeah. know, Sheffield United were absolutely flying earlier. And Norwich, you just automatically think that, you know, without looking at the table, you know, they'll be in the top two. I mean, you know, let's not over-exaggerate. Sheffield United are fourth, Norwich are sixth. So, you know, they're still hanging on in there. But, uh, yeah, definitely dropped off a little bit. I just, I think Sheffield United are the better team over a long stretch. I think if this game is played 10 times, I fancy Sheffield United to win maybe six, seven of them. Uh, certainly not. It's cert- this is certainly a tip for for the brave. Um, this is not, you know, a, a one to two banker or anything like that. But I do like Sheffield United. They're, you know, they're only four points off having the best home record in the division, and they've played a game less than every single team above them. So, for example, if they did win that, they would go to third for the best home record. And obviously, we all know how far back their great home record stretched previously. There's nothing, you know, in my eyes to suggest that now they're a bad team at all. I think this is just a slump. Norwich, on the other hand, I do have a problem with them, to be honest with you. Uh, I feel like Sheffield United have an identity. They have better players. They have a better way of, of playing. They have more players that can hurt you. They have better defender. I just feel like everything is is a bit clearer. Uh, Norwich, even though they're sixth, everything does seem a bit, you know, I feel like Dean Smith is two defeats on the sack at any given moment. And that can't be a good foundation. They've struggled. Sheffield United have struggled. But I fancy the Blades to come out on top. 2.5. I'm into it. Okay. Um, I just had, I toyed with QPR. Um, they're 1.98 at home to Wigan, but then with the whole Michael Beale stuff potentially moving to Wolves, I, I kind of it makes me a bit on edge about that one. Yeah, um, they, they could have Ian Beale in the dugout by then. Definitely don't, <laughs> definitely don't want that, do you? <laughs> Can't imagine <laughs> that'd be a sight. Um, yeah, so I think I'll leave that one really. But um, yeah, shall we move to League One? No, how dare you! How dare oh. you? Uh, Sunday, Tom. Really exciting Sunday in the champ, by the way. Derby day. Uh, Swansea, Cardiff and Watford, Luton. And we're yeah, focusing... Same bloody time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are for some reason. I'm looking at the Watford-Luton game and we're back in Luton. 3.55. I backed them away at Norwich in midweek. Came out of that absolutely no problem. Watford, Tom, scratch your eyes and all that. Obviously, a famous uh, line from from uh, Watford's uh, commentary. They're fifteenth. The Slaven Bilic kind of impact has been pretty pitiful. They've won one in three, losing uh, one in four. Sorry, losing the other three. A loot and getting promoted because. They made the playoffs last season. They got off to a slow start. And I feel like that's that's really holding them back in a lot of people's minds. I feel like people haven't kind of like woke up to the fact 
that they are fifth now in the table. In terms of the form table, they're fourth. They're just three points off Swansea, who have been the best team in the last eight. And I really like Luton away. I'm, I'm okay with it. They've got the second best record on the road, one point behind Preston. But again, just like uh, the Sheffield United stat I read out, they've played a game less. So they're only one point off Preston, you know, get a draw or whatever, and they'd have the best record, um, joint best away from home in the league. And if they won, obviously they would have the outstanding best. I'm all in on Luton. Like I predicted before the season, I thought that they would be in the playoffs and eventually, um, I think I had them losing Swansea, but I fully expect them to, to really challenge at the top. It's wide open. It really is. And we love the championship, Tom, but we spoke time and time again about the lack of quality this year is absolutely dire, to be honest with you. But we still love the leagues and I'm ready to back Luton. They've won four of seven on the road. And yeah, Slavin Bilic just, you know, a, a few little Twitter murmurs today already because it's Watford that he might be in trouble. So <laughs> 3.55, let's capitalise. Please, it's kind of at the point where I don't like people to be sacked, really. But it'd just be funny, wouldn't it? It's just banter at this stage. If they, if they sacked him again before the World Cup, and like unbelievable, <laughs> aren't they? For another manager, it'd be mental. It'd be so Watford, so completely expected at the same time. Cracking um, payout for Billich, by the way. So, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Shall we move to League One now? Yeah. Right, uh, do you want to get us kicked off then with something you like the look of? Green Army. Green Army. Yeah, we're, we're, we're fighting fire with fire here. Um, I mean, we've got a team that's won five in a row and we're going against them, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, and that's because Plymouth have won six in a row and not lost in their last 13. Their opponents are Bristol Rovers. Joey Barton's done it again, hasn't he? Comes out with an outrageous comment. Gets everyone stirred up. Ah, you can't be saying that. And it looks like it's worked because they're up to 12th. And yeah, they look pretty good at the moment. But Plymouth are... Plymouth are going to lose, by the way, eventually. Or draw. Or whatever. But right now, they're showing no signs at all of slowing up. And if I fight fire with fire, Bristol Rovers fire and Plymouth fire, I think Plymouth win. You know, this game's played 10 times. Plymouth win eight, maybe seven. Like, I'm I'm happy to back Plymouth. They look absolutely formidable. And I think their players are better, their system's better, they're more settled in their own skin. I think it's built a bit more sustainably, you know, Sure, players like you know Aaron Collins, let's give him all the credit in the world for Bristol Rovers. He's been brilliant. But this is his first season at, at League One level and there's a lot of players for Bristol Rovers who are kind of finding out about themselves at this level. And, you know, Plymouth had the playoff campaign last year. They, they've kind of been here a bit more and they're a bit more seasoned. And I would rather go with that, I think, in a fire with fire situation. I'm, I'm back in Plymouth all day, mate. Uh, they are four points clear at the top of the table. They've won 11 of 14. It's not going to last forever, I don't think, but 
yeah, they look absolutely unbelievable at the moment and I'm, I'm ready to back them again. Yep, just going to keep riding that wave, haven't we? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, both teams have scored tip in the game between Oxford and Peterborough. So both teams to score here is 1.75. Um, obviously not the best price we'll read out all weekend in, in terms of size, but I th- certainly think it will come in. Um, Peterborough, they're a bad, bad away side. Bad. Um, in seven away games in the league so far this season, they've conceded two or more in six of those seven games. They've lost five or seven on the road. So really, really struggling on the travels. Oxford uh, haven't kept a clean sheet at home since the 6th of August. So that's been getting on for, for three months now since they last kept a clean sheet at home. So put those two things together. Peterborough can't keep a clean sheet away. Oxford can't keep a clean sheet at home. Um, but saying that, both of these two sides more than capable of scoring goals as well. Um, so, yeah. I think both teams to score should be a lock in this one. Mm, I like it. Barnsley, Tom, next one for me. Away at Morecambe, they're priced at 1.90. I feel like I've said this before, so you know, regular listeners, apologies for repeating, but I just feel like Barnsley are going massively under the radar. Uh, I don't know if it's because as a club, maybe they're a bit less sexy. Didn't like Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich and, and Derby and stuff like that. And maybe they don't have the the kind of underdog story of, of Plymouth. But, you know, they're nestled right in there. Uh, anyone sleeping on Barnsley is making a mistake because they're in the six, in sixth position. You know, sure, there is a bit of a gap. There's nine points between them and Ipswich in second. But they've got a game in hand and it's, it's early days. Uh, Barnsley, away from home, not lost any of their last six. Uh, they've got a decent record, the fourth best in the division uh, on their travels. And Tom, they are, I mean, I don't mean to bash poor old Morecambe, but it's not looking good for them, is it? They are bottom of almost every metric. The league table, the last eight games uh, form table, they are bottom of the home form table. They are winless in six just two draws to show for their efforts this season. They've also got the worst uh, attack in the league uh, with just 10 goals in 13. Away from home, they've only got two more points than the worst team in the league, which, for your information, is Cambridge. And in terms of defence, it's the fifth worst. It's not looking good, is how I'd like to summarise it. And I think Barnsley are going massively under the radar. They've got some really nice players that I am a big fan of. And of course, Michael Duff is someone I am a huge fan of. So yeah, I'm back in the tights, mate. 1.9. I think that's a sneaky good price. Mm. Yeah, I I did have this one, but I want to throw out a little extension to it that I had. Um, yeah, please Which do. is, I think Barnsley will win and both teams will score. Okay. Um, I know you, you wrote out those, you read out those stats for, for Morecambe there, the very bad. Yeah, um, worst attack kept, in the league. Go on. Not kept a clean. Yeah, I have not kept a clean sheet since the thirtieth of July. Mm. So long old time since they've <laughs> kept one out of the goal. But um, looking at it positively from Morecambe's perspective, they have scored in the last five consecutive games. Uh, six of the last seven games they scored a goal. So you know, it's it's usually just the solitary goal. 
but they are at least now getting on the score sheet, <laughs> which is why I think maybe they can score this weekend again at home uh, to Barnsley. However, they will ultimately come up short. Okay. Uh, I am expensed in League One, mate, so take it away with anything you've you've got left. Uh, it's not a massively strong one, but I was looking at Wickham away at Milton Keynes Dons. Um, Wickham priced at 2.45 for the victory. And this is more so just because MK Dons are so bad, aren't they? Yeah, they're horrendous. So really bad, really bad. You know, three wins, nine defeats, one draw from their... Uh, Opening 13 games, we're in 22nd in the league. I, I feel like I'm waiting for it to turn, and it's just not turning. So um, I'm just going to go against them again. They've lost six of the last seven games, um, conceding plenty of goals. You know, at home, they're at home to Wickham this weekend. They've lost the last four home games in a row. Um, yeah, Wickham are Wickham are, are all right. They've won two in a row. Um, that's probably the best thing I can say about them at the moment. I just think MK Dons are so bad, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Wickham do a job on them this weekend and kind of pile on the misery. Yes, yes. I'm not fully in bed with uh, Wickham right now, but no, yeah, if they're going to be, if they're going to play anyone, MK Dons are as bad as, uh, as bad as Morecambe, I think, in their current guys right now. So yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. Right, let's League Two then, shall we? Yeah, I'll get us kicked off. League, this is a good league. It's, yeah, it is. It's it's probably Everything. a favourite of the pot. If I was to do power rankings for bets, League Two, undisputed champ. <laughs> then League One, I think. Then the Premier League and then the champ. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. think that's that's what I like the look of. Although, saying that, if you can pick the winners in the champ... It, as you said before, it's it's very rewarding. Uh, Prem's got a lot of you know, like Liverpool this this weekend. One point, whatever they were, three or whatever it is. Anyway, Mansfield, uh, they are not one point three. They're one point seven five away at Crawley. I think Mansfield are going to win the league, Tom. Ooh, yeah, I think they're going to do it. They're fourth right now, so this isn't me just <laughs> looking at the top of the league going, oh, I think they're going to win the league. Um, Stevenage have got quite a run on them, so currently it's six points, but uh, Mansfield have a game in hand. It's, it's pretty exciting at the top of League Two. This is It's not getting the coverage of the champ, Tom, um, but only six points separate uh, Salford in eighth and Stevenage at the top, so... It is pretty uh, pretty exciting for the auto places. Anyway, Mansfield away at Crawley, who have stuck with Kevin Betsy, uh, despite the NFT project not quite getting off the ground. They're in 23rd, and they had aspirations to make the playoffs, probably, at the very least. They have won their last two games. I've skewed it a bit. Um Villa under 21s in the pizza trophy in midweek and Newport managerless Newport um, on the weekend to one. I just think Mansfield are a different beast at the moment. They really are. Um, they've beaten teams. Oh, if we're bringing the pizza trophy into it, Mansfield have beaten Derby recently. So that's a feather in their cap. They beat Barrow 2-0 away. Good. 
They beat Warsaw 2-1. They had that disappointing draw with Hartlepool, but they did come back from 2-0 down uh, on a Friday night. And, you know, I, I just think Mansfield just have so many threats. Uh, Will Swan, the hero, uh, coming off the bench in midweek. He looks like a really shrewd loan signing from uh, Nottingham Forest. I just like Mansfield. I just think they've got so much more to offer than Crawley at the moment. And, you know, Crawley have scored just 12 goals this season as well. It's it's pretty grim for Crawley, I would say. Uh, and, yeah, I'm all in on Mansfield. I like what I see from them. Yeah, completely on board with that one. Um, for me, we're going to go back to the tried and trusted Tranmere Rovers. Hmm. You know, we've tipped these out for a couple of weeks now. Still, still keep doing a job for us. Um they're 2.02 to win away at Harrogate Town. And I feel like I trust Tranmere, home or away, preferably at home. But they, they seem to be pretty equally good away from home at the moment, which is which is great for us. Um, they've won five in a row, all to nil. So what's not to like about that? Uh, Harrogate have beat... Hartlepool in their most recent game last weekend, but prior to that, they've they'd lost seven of the last eight games. So I still take that as a team who are very much struggling. Um, I'm not going to see that Hartlepool result as a as a big turning point or anything like that. Um, I'll only potentially see it as a turning point if they get then follow it up with something against Tranmere this weekend. For now, I'm happy to go with Tranmere because, like I say. They're, for me, the the Plymouth of League Two. You know, we keep tipping them out week after week. They keep delivering for us week after week. And, yeah, there's not conceding any goals either. So, puts the cherry on the top for me. Yep. All in on that. Let's talk about, I think this is a derby. But it's like one of those derbies that's brand new. And I've just manufactured it in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Salford and Stockport. I'm assuming these two teams, you know, quite close geographically, both got a bit of money, especially Stockport, got a younger fan base. So I'm I'm thinking um, it might be a bit of a derby. Anyway, interestingly, both teams are priced up at 2.62. Both teams, the draws 3.25. We're going with a home team. I am not convinced by Stockport on the road. They did be Bradford, 1-0, Valley Parade, Um, penalty for the goal. That's their only result. They've lost their other five. I'm not ready to jump all over that and say that Stockport are going to go on and start climbing the table now, especially away from home. And Salford, I would love Salford to have done a little bit better at home. Their record is is pretty average, to be honest with you. But some good results recently that kind of get me to sit up and take notice a little bit. And, you know, Salford showing me that they can be trusted and they are a good side. Um, A 1-0 away win at Northampton is good. I think a draw against Grimsby is pretty solid. Uh, They beat Harrogate recently. Uh, They've beaten Stevenage at home this season. You know, I feel like when they turn it on, they've got what it takes. And yeah, Stockport, I'm not being fooled. If 
by a penalty and a single away win in six. Not yet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, brave man. You know, I wasn't going to touch that one either <laughs> way, but a uh, good price for Salford if they do come up trumps in this particular game. Uh, for me, both teams to score tip, which is priced at 1.8. So that is in the game between Newport County and Colchester United. Newport without a clean sheet in 11 consecutive games. Colchester without a clean sheet in 13 consecutive games. So two sides very much struggling at the back. You know, if I see a stat like that, I'm, you know, both teams to score kind of leaps off the page to me. Um, it's not a bad price. A bit of icing on the cake in head-to-head games between the two sides. Four of the last five has have also been both teams to score. Um, so, yeah, just providing that they can stick the ball in the net. Two very, very leaky defences here going up against each other. We love leaky defences against each other. We do. We absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, Tom, I'm exhausted in, well, both in League Two and in general, to be honest. So, yeah, I don't have anything left. Do you have anything you want to finish off with? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I, was, I was about to say yes, then, then I just double-checked the price and I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about what it. What was it? <laughs> Gillingham and Barrow to be under 2.5 goals. Oh, God. Uh, the price is 1.5, so I don't think it's even worth it. Pretty good. Um, Gillingham, eight of the last nine games have been under 2.5 goals. They're ball central. Uh, Barrow, six of the last eight have been under 2.5 goals as well. So two very dull teams at the moment playing each other. Um, yeah. If you've got a season ticket <laughs> at Gillingham, let us know how bad it's been. Give um, it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, give it to your worst enemy. Right. Um, <laughs> let's have a look at last week's treble. Uh, I mean, there are curses and then there are curses. Um, we were let down by the shortest price team in the 92 on the weekend. It's actually flipping unbelievable. It's yeah. I can't. I can't even bring myself to to talk about it. To be honest with you, um, we had Plymouth away at MK. They got the job done. They won four one. That's what they do. We had Sheffield Wednesday away at Cambridge. I wasn't sure on that. Tom, you you championed them. They won two nil. And then we thought, do you know what? We'll, we'll throw Ipswich in there. It's on an accumulator, so it you know the fact that they're so short, it doesn't matter. It's just a it's a good home banker. They lost. They lost to Lincoln, 1-0. And on Monday, I was still not over it. I went on a rampage on Twitter asking for match reports <laughs> and, and what happened. And I was asking for people who watched the game, like, please explain to me what went on. I needed closure. Um, that's got to be the worst of the season, hasn't it? Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Um yeah, it's just, do you know when a team costs you and they don't even score? It's like, you didn't even give us anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're at home. You're meant to be the best team in League One. You know, I'd, we'd say Plymouth are potentially, but, um, you know, the odds are so short. Yeah, bad, bad, bad. Rubbish. Bad. Anyway, um, let's see who will curse this weekend. By so, the way, notice how we... notice how we didn't read Ipswich out this week. <laughs> They're yeah. playing Derby. It's a tough game, but yeah, no, I'm going nowhere no near them. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, so sorry to one of the three teams I'm about to mention, but um, we're going to go for Plymouth away at Bristol Rovers. Then in League Two, we're going to go for Mansfield away at Crawley Town and Tranmere away at Harrogate. So £10 example stake will return £99.90. Oh, I want that to be, I'm one of those people, I need that to be 100 otherwise I won't sleep yeah. well. Hopefully somebody <laughs> drifts slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that bothers me. I don't know why, but that needs to be 100. <laughs> right. Uh, fancy football. Let's have a look at that. It's a bit weird because obviously Tom mentioned yeah. we've got a couple of games to go tomorrow and we, we haven't got those points in. But uh, I will read out the top 10 as it stands just to give them that moment in the sun. Uh, 10th, Johan Ekstrom. 9th, Danny Whiteman. 8th, Douglas Mustode. 7th, Andrew Burley. 6th, James Ingham. 5th, Sammy Walton. 4th, Ian Dawson. 3 Phil Basley. 2 Daniel O'Reilly. And still top, Dan Pinsker, who is just an absolute genius at this, to be honest with you. But as I said, yeah. Two more games to go with uh, bonus points and all that kind of stuff to play. So it uh, could all mm. change. I despise fantasy football. Yeah, it's crap. Every single week for like the last six, seven weeks, I feel like I've been on this podcast like going, <laughs> I hate fantasy football. I hate this section. Because <laughs> we red arrows every week. <laughs> Do you know what? I, w- I will say I'm going to campaign for draft next season. Fancy draft. Because right, I'm all for the alternative because I'm shit. At this yeah, I t- <laughs> tell you what, I'm fourth in one league and I'm top of the other one in fancy draft. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm absolutely flying. It's, don't get me wrong, it doesn't have three hundred. <laughs> it doesn't have three hundred and bloody fifty people in. But uh, yeah, I like that one. Regular fantasy, the classic is uh, is killing me. Maybe we'll do both next year. Yeah. So we can at least maybe have more of a chance in the draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Um, guys, if you um, have enjoyed the show, please consider following us on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast. If you're not following, you're missing out on ramblings about teams that don't win. You're missing out on a midweek Twitter tips. They're exclusive to Twitter, hence the name. And you're missing out on just a good community, really. Uh, we're we're almost at three thousand followers, so we'd love it if you could help us get there by following us on T underscore FB podcast. Yeah, and as usual, guys, if you have enjoyed the show, please uh, give us a like and review wherever you listen to your podcast. That really help us along, and we'd appreciate that one. And other than that, yeah, check out the Matchbook sign up offer. Remember, thirty pound back is a free bet using the sign up code TFB podcast. That's at matchbook.com. Um, apart from that, best of luck in all your bets for this weekend. As Tom says, get in touch on socials. Let us know what you've got on. If you get any winners, we love to see them. And we'll see you again same time next week. <laughs>